There are eight million stories in a naked city. So after the physical confrontation, I didn't know it because I stayed on the job for another two hours, but I had a broken leg and a broken ankle. <laughs> so as I said, I, I I put my body on the line, I mean, to you know, service people. So it's 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 real with me. Right. But but let me tell you about my brush with the NFL. And you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it gets real. I, you know, I ain't big enough to play in the NFL, so you know, it, it's it's I'm dealing with somebody that used to play. Actually, he was a former professional football player. Played for a couple right. of teams. I ain't gonna mention the teams because I ain't gonna put him out there. Right. But as we discussed earlier, he had a lot of mental health issues, and yeah, you they, know, football players are crazy. Well, you can be crazy to play football. You got to be mm-hmm. it, right because because on once level, again just, on that level you got to be crazy. You putting your body on the line just like I did in human services. So <laughs> now <laughs> you you know how it goes, or if you don't, when you are on you know psychotropic medications, when you don't take them regularly, you are now at an imbalance, right. almost worse than an imbalance before you got on them. Because especially right. if you just stop them cold turkey, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. even some they weigh them off, and that's how you do it. Yeah, it can make it can make your situation even worse. So now, this former NFL player, he was in a worse situation. He, he had stopped taking his medication, and I knew nothing about him until he came in. All yeah. I knew was this big dude. I mean, he's about six six, and probably at least two eighty five, solid muscle, like he was playing football yesterday. But when I researched him and found out that, you know, he was no longer in the NFL due to some things he did due to his mental status. Uh, he, right. he, um, he, he tried to kill himself. Like I told you that. Right. And he had a right. scar from ear to ear under his neck. And I was like, wow. Jeez. So when he first came in, as, as most people do, they don't say much. And he was kind of to himself. Mm-hmm. When he started getting comfortable and started talking, you know, I asked him, like, what, you know, what happened to your neck? And he told me the story that he was actually, it was something like he was on the highway, got out of his car and, you know, police were coming, slit his own throat. But they, you know, fortunately for him, they saved him. And, you know, he, he was still alive to tell that story. But, of course, no longer in the NFL due to that and a lot of other things. Right. Right. That's crazy. We were in a psych unit that was locked. It was actually the ICU of the ward. It was the last okay. step before you go to, like, if you can't control yourself here, you go to the state hospital from here. So it was intense okay. and it was real. Okay. By the time he came in, I was already in place. Like, this was now my space. You know, you stepping into my kingdom. And mm-hmm. I don't care how big you are, how aggressive you are, you on my set right now. Okay. So the first time... We had a dust up. Uh, it was just me and him. Something was going awry. Thinking, you know, big guy. He, he got into one of his bullying modes, and he was trying to bully one of the other clients. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yo, my man, you, you you can't do that. We don't do that here. You you gonna have to take it to your room. Like you know, chill out." 
So he was sitting down. I'm, 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 you know, a couple feet away from him. When I saw him put his hands down, like in an aggressive posture to stand up, I took two steps forward. So when he stood up, and even though I'm looking up at him, I'm right in his chest. So he yeah. looked at me, and like I said, this dude probably could have grabbed me and pulled my arm out my socket. <laughs> but he looked at me, and like he put a smirk on his face. He said, man, you crazy. All right. So I said, I ain't crazy. I said, come on, man. I said, no. I said, we don't even use that word here. He said, uh, he said, I go to my room. So he chilled out. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ask the question. Tell me. I'm thinking maybe he really, you know what I'm saying? Him saying you crazy. Like he must, in his head, probably thinking like he got to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I understand he knows, that because. He knows how big Right. He, is. he knows what he can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what what do he know that he's standing up to me? Like he must know some jujitsu or something. Yeah, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But you know what I mean? We'll find he out. Just knew, he knew crazy. <laughs> Correct. He, he, thinking, he, he thinking you must know something you spent all this time around. <laughs> exactly. And I held it down. Like I said, you on my set right now. Don't step into my mm-hmm. kingdom and act like you the king. Yeah. So yeah. The next joint, the next situation, it was, uh, I'm going to say about a week later. And I wasn't even on a unit. I'm doing some extra time. I'm grinding. I'm on another unit. But they called me over there. Matter of fact, they didn't call me. Somebody pulled a psych alarm. And then one mm-hmm. person from every unit, you know, comes and show a sign up for us, a show of force. And okay. hopefully the situation, because of the show of force, don't have to get physical. Sometimes right. it does. Right. So we, we get, I get there and it's already a couple cats around him. He talking, you know, and it, it was another boy that was about as big as him. They worked for us. They about the same okay. size. Okay. So he looked at him, right? And he said, uh, you about the same size as me. We might as well wrestle. And the boy that was his size, no nonsense. He don't play no games. He looked at mm-hmm. him. He said, I don't wrestle. <laughs> like don't touch me he said I don't wrestle yeah. so I, yeah. so when I walked over by this time I already built a rapport with him so I walk right. over and I you know I, I call his name I said yo like you know what you doing right. he said man it's just that you know he coming towards me like he trying to break the circle like yo mm-hmm. man you know this, this that and other I said yo I said all they want you to do is take your medication he said oh he walked out the circle I walked into the you know to the nurse's station he took his medication everybody was good so after a couple weeks, your body starts to get back to his normalization. Like okay. he, he's no longer at that that mental or that you know chemical imbalance, and he's becoming who he always was. Right. Cool as a fan. Cool as a fan, like to the point where when I understood who he was and what his situation was, he was still getting a pension from the NFL. Mm-hmm. But his brother was the one that was controlling it. So he called his brother on the phone. He ordered pizzas for cash. You want some cigarettes? You want some tobacco? Like, you know, he the man on a unit now, right? So, but even still, that's my unit. So it was times when I wasn't there. And, you know, he acted a little, I ain't going to say act a fool, but, you know, he get a little out of line. And then they tell yeah. me about it. I talk to him when I get there. Like, you know, like, like he's under my care. <laughs> but okay. this is the facility. Right. But knowing that I had a rapport with him, it was appropriate for me to address him rather than somebody else, and he might go off. Ticking time bomb. Ticking time bomb, but it's getting you know calmer. Okay. So, but it's still there. 
like the the, the, yeah. the you know the signs are there, and you don't you know don't let your guard down for any time or any purpose unless you are sure. He put some time in. I think he might have did a um a full thirty days, and what happens is once you do your initial time from your three o two, you go. We have to take you to mental health court. Once we take you there, it's up to the judge to decide or this council to decide whether you get another 30 days, they might rock you and give you 120 days, or you free to go today. Like, you know what I mean? And it, it's all on the presentation from the, you know, the workers on what you did when you were there. Were you compliant with your medication? Did yeah. you have any physical incidents? You know, that whole situation. Like, you know, almost like you up for parole or, 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 right. or to get out. Right. right. So they were discussing and, and we talking about the, you know, the, the head nurse, director of nursing, administrators, and, and some of us, which they called us lead um, behavioral associates. Okay. They wondered like, who is going to take him? They were scared. Like, because sometimes when you take people to the mental health court and they don't get released, they snap out. And you know who they gonna snap out on? You the closest person to them, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and in their mind, you are mm-hmm. them. So it was your fault. Yeah, it, it, right. It's, it's y'all. So if they y'all, say no, y'all got me you, in here. Yeah, you also said no too. Mm-hmm. And I and I I don't have no process in that decision making. Like I'm just right. you know laying the facts out as they you know as they were. So what they were talking about putting him in four-point restraints to take him to mental health court. Now, it's a procedure that happens because, you know, because they almost know, like, this person been wilding out since they've been here. They're going right. to wild out when they get there because the judge going to say, yo, I'm going to rock you for another 60. <laughs> so they put him in the four points. Now, I never took nobody in four points. I seen somebody in two points one time, and I took him, and I was not feeling that either. Like, right. I don't like the look and the feel of that. Like, almost right. like, it's you like a prison. slave. Like you're a prisoner. Or... You're a slave. You're a prisoner. And I'm, I'm the warden or the slave owner. No, nah, I don't like that. So once I did that first one with the two point restraints, I was refusing to go on any more, you know, point restraints. Right. So nobody wanted to take them, even with the four point restraints. So I cut a deal with him. I said, listen, I'll take him. I have the best rapport with him. I said, but. No four-point restraints, no two-point. And the four-point is, you know, you got the ankles and the wrist and the chain that goes down. It's almost like a hog tie in front of you. Yeah. You on the chain gang or something. That same type of look. So you could so I said, request, I'll take you couldn't request like the uh, another person. Or to go with you? Yeah. Well, there was no other person. Nobody wow. wanted to take him. They, they wow. I told you this dude was a beast physically. He was close to, you know, yeah. like I said, close I to three, it. solid muscle, and six six. I believe it. I'm six one, and you know, <laughs> I'm six one and slim. I'm strong, but I ain't that strong. But most of the times with mental health, it's not the physicality. You have to do it when it comes around. But when you build that rapport and have a mental and emotional connection with someone, it's better than you being 6'10 and 320 pounds because you don't have to go there. And right. we learned all types of tactics. Like, if we had to go there, like, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, I, I might have had to break his wrist or something. You know what I mean? Or put him in a position, a, a pressure position where, you know, 
just chill out for a minute. Calm down until mm-hmm. somebody else comes. Right. But I ain't want to go through none of that. So I cut a deal with him. I told him, I'm not taking him unless he comes clean and he can walk like a human being and have some dignity. Like, that would start right there. So, you know, they discussed it, discussed it. Nobody else wanted to volunteer. They was like, all right, you got it. When it was time, you know, of course, this is my man. Right. I go and I talk to him and tell him, here's the scenario. I gave him the bad news first and then the good news. Bad news right. is it's a possibility they can give you more time. Right. But since you've been already here, you only had that one incident that was documented. Um, Because he had some other incidents, but they weren't documented. Okay. That one that's on your record, that was when you first got here. That was before you were back on your medication properly. So you might be able to, you know, to walk. Right. But that one incident was one incident. They might give mm-hmm. you another 30 days because at the end of the day, you're a dollar sign to them. So if right. I give you 30 more days, that's 30 more days that they get paid off of you. So he dug the move. He understood it. And I said, we're going to go ahead. So if they, we're going to go here. Going to the mental health court, and if they say it's some additional time, just chill out. Because if you react, they're gonna ask more right on yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it could make it worse. Because mm-hmm. they they look at it as you still can't control yourself. You ain't ready right. to go back in society. And right. you know, it's a shame that they have that power, but somebody has to have it. Um, so we hop in the van. And you know, we, we we get we got our transportation, we get there, it's time for us. We up the bat. We go in the room, you know, with the council, that's what I call them, but you know, the, the people that make the decision. I lay mm-hmm. his joint out flat and explain to him, like, since he's been in, he's been like a model citizen. He he's been right. assisting other ones, he's been encouraging, he's even been, you know, as you know, staying with the staff at times when other people are acting up. He had this mm-hmm. one incident early in the game before he was stabilized i think he's ready to go so right. you know what happens is you know they they confer with each other they right there on the other side of the room but you know they whisper and confer mm-hmm. with each other boom 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 they're gonna say give him another 30 or you know he's free to go right luckily for all of us in that situation they looked at it they saw that, you know, he wasn't in full point restraints. Like, that could have been the difference. Because yeah. if you showing that he can't control himself, we got to, you know, chain him up like an animal. They already looking at him like, oh, no, he ain't ready. Yeah, he ain't ready. Right. He, well, they, they looked at it, looked at the paperwork, looked at him, looked at me, and said, he good to go. So I was like, bet, you know, we had to sign some papers, this, that, and the third, and we go back out in the lobby. So when we go back out of the lobby, I sit down because I got other clients with me as well. And he sat down next to me. I said, yo, what you doing? He said, I'm, I'm waiting to go back to the john and get my stuff. I said, dog, you free to go. You can leave from here. I said, what you got there that you need? He was like, nothing for real. He said, you tell me I can leave right now? I said, my man, you free as a bird. <laughs> so mm. he went, he said, oh, man, I got to call my brother. So I had him my phone. He called his brother. And, you know, about 10 minutes later, here come this banging BMW come outside, you know, and, you know, tinted windows. I couldn't see who his brother was or who he was. He hopped in, peeled off. Yeah. That man, I guarantee you, 
to this day, if I run into him, no matter what type of mental status he's in, he's going to remember me and know me in a positive light because he know that I wanted the best for him, but I wanted him. I also encourage him. Yo, since you know, you need this, you stay on your net, your, on your medication. Like this ain't right. like jail. When you leave here, we don't say, see you next time. It's right. like, I don't want to see you again. Don't be exactly. back in this position. Stay on your grind. Exactly. But I, I, I do believe if you treat a human being like a human being, they'll act like a human being. Like it, it comes down to that. Show respect, you know, give them yeah. some dignity, and but at the same time, give them some stern guidance, and hopefully it'll get to where it's supposed to be for right. them, right? for us, for everybody, for, for, for society. Right. So that was, you know, as I say, <laughs> my brush with the NFL as one of my 8 million stories. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's real. It's real. Yeah, uh, I can't make real. this stuff up. I can't make this stuff up.